Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. And I'm really enthused and excited to have Parikshit Sharma on the show today. Uh, so uh, Parikshit is the principal at IndieBio, and uh, he's doing some really interesting things in life sciences. He's seen a lot in health. He's doing a lot. I'm not going to steal his thunder. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, a couple things. I'm really glad you were able to peel off some time and uh, make some time to do this and spend some time with me to talk about your origin, your passions, and obviously the future of health, the way you see it unfolding. And I guess along those lines, maybe you can teleport us back, te- transport me back to what led you to become the person you are. Uh, said another way, I'd love to hear a little bit about your origin story. So yeah, so uh, perhaps I could start with where I am today. Uh, I, I'm taking this call from IndieBio. We are an accelerator for the life sciences based here in San Francisco. Uh, we're one of seven accelerators under SOSV, which is an early stage uh, venture capital firm that kind of pioneered this approach of making early stage investment through dedicated uh, accelerators. And so IndieBio is here for life science and we enable scientists, and this is PhDs and, and talent in the life sciences, to build transformative companies. So we have a Biosafety 1 and Biosafety 2 lab and a four-month program. And so we're basically there to solve this problem where uh, postdocs and talent cannot leave uh, academia or industry to b- build their own ideas just because they, they don't have $2 million to endow their own labs. And also they're caught in this catch-22, which is they need data to raise uh, investment and investors need to see some proof of concept data to give them investment. So uh, we fill that gap with uh, with some financing, which is $250,000. And, you know, we, what we want to, our our vision is uh, enabling productization and commercialization uh, for biology. And, you know, we're on the human health, pop health show. Uh, Our vision is for human health, biology as a technology for human health. And also increasingly today, uh, we want to focus on planetary health. So that, that, that's a very high level of what IndieBio is. And as far as my story is concerned, I found IndieBio by chance. Uh, <laughs> and I, I also found healthcare by chance. I was introduced to Arvin Ben, who's the managing director of IndieBio when I was in school. Uh, I was studying economics and mathematics and uh, particularly very, very interested in these new wave of computational methods. I was doing my senior thesis on transfer learning in neural networks. And, you know, that, that became the entry point to uh, IndieBio, which was increasingly seeing companies use computational methods to learn patterns and to classify really rich biological data. And that, that's how I, I, I was introduced to IndieBio. And I, I came here and saw the lab and it was one of the first times I, I saw an office, a co-working space and a lab <laughs> together. And for, for me, that the, the novelty of it was, was very, very appealing. And so I started as an analyst here. That was my first job. 
up out of school and the task was to scope out uh, opportunity areas and risks uh, in in this emerging biotech landscape with with early stage venture capital going into not only healthcare and and say pharma but very exciting fields like plant based foods uh, cellular agriculture novel commodities and that uh, was was very uh, well, what's the right word it was it was very very uplifting uh, to see these phd's that that you know could have easily been at at prestigious institutions but they they were there in the basement uh, in the lab and uh, they worked very they they were working very very hard uh, to bring their vision for for big to build big companies to life right so uh, as i started working with these companies and you know benchmarking their key operating uh, metrics and and methods uh, it's the role has slowly evolved into building good data rooms uh, designing the right experiments and financial models that help the mm-hmm. capture the best business models while while they're at indibio and also it's a very good way it has become a platform for me to bring my economics background and my mathematics background into thinking about financing of innovation right uh, because at indibio we are we are always focused at problems first so in our one in the one her five companies in our portfolio all of them are uniquely trying to target uh, opportunities and challenges that current market failures cannot address so uh, it's 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 just been very very thrilling uh, for me to contextualize these challenges and and that's where healthcare uh, has become an increasing area of focus for me love it i love it no i i guess i'm fascinated definitely by i'm really intrigued by your background and everything that you've been focusing on and it's a really interesting model what you guys are doing and the intersection of you know bioscience uh vc uh innovative models low cost structures to kind of get things off the ground and and really this new supportive structure that probably wasn't even in place uh you know even a few years ago so it's interesting how fast things are changing um i, I you see a lot in healthcare i'm curious on maybe one or two topics in health or bioscience that you like to go deeper on i'd like to hear a little bit about maybe one or two things that is really captivating your attention these days in health and I'd love to understand why as well. Totally. Yeah, I I think when it comes to healthcare, right? Um let me prime by saying I'm really excited by what can be the second innings of healthcare. You know, the first innings was marked by the spirit of falling genome costs. You know, that's the good go to curve that we we tell everyone. We started with 100 million dollars to sequence the genome. Today it's at home mailing kits, right? And mm-hmm. a lot uh, of healthcare services that are leveraging insights from database management and enterprise software for healthcare services and they have uh, this infrastructure set in place uh, for me the second inning for of healthcare would be marked by how companies will leverage this existing plumbing system mm-hmm. us and what they will build from it right so today a scientist can go online and they can order say one of any 250000 antibodies it's just like going on amazon <laughs> you know you you even find right. like buy two get one free um, 
the CRO sector is growing rapidly at 7%. So I, I am really, really excited by what opportunities it opens for stuff like immunomodulation, you know, working very well with our immune systems, innate immune systems. Uh, gene delivery is another one. Uh, and why gene delivery and not gene therapy is because the gene therapy was very well characterized in academia. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make it into an engineering problem, we have to find a good way to deliver these really cutting-edge therapeutics into the body or implement them outside the body and then put them in the body, right? Mm-hmm. There's a big problem of how our immune systems are reacting to these novel biotechnologies. So a good vector uh, to, to basically help uh, our bodies and go to the root cause of 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 the the pathology uh, is is what we we're going towards and i I'm, I'm not an expert in those areas maybe i can i can talk a bit more about uh this this area about, of drug design so ai in drug design is we, we've again seen the first wave which is uh really remarkable work being done in finding drugs that bind to their target better and drugs that uh, are really novel spaces that are combinations, combination therapies, it also comes to mind. Uh, mm-hmm. I think what's fascinating to me is novel featureization. So uh, what I mean by that, how we are capturing our molecular ke- chemistry, our quantum, uh, sorry, our the dynamics of uh, molecules interacting with each other and proteins interacting with each other in AI-based models. And this triggers an interplay of uh, experts that have been studying these areas uh, for a really long time and AI that, that can find uh, patterns way faster than, than, than we could given existing methods. So one company that comes to mind uh, is Gavilan Biodesign. Uh, they're a team from Duke. Uh, they, they were part of IndieBio last class. And what, what they found is, is an engine that can build, uh, build structure, small molecules de novo based on an AI model that, that runs on the quantum level, uh, ac- runs with the quantum level accuracy of a new protein space. So that another way of saying that is they can find with, without without trading off speed and accuracy, drugs that fit uh, a target much, much better, not just the target today, but the set of all likely mutations of the target tomorrow. And that's where most drugs fail, uh, is because our innate chemistry is and biology is so dynamic, uh, the targets just mutate. And so by capturing uh, theory and the knowledge that they had, they, they could design, design uh, AI systems that, that, that are also designing robust drugs for future mutations. So uh, I think that, that space, uh, there's, there's a lot that, that we will see there uh, because there's, there's a, a very good characterization of, uh, of how our bodies uh, are interacting. We just need to optimize that and, and yeah, I'm excited by it. I love it. I love it. No, it's, uh, it's super fascinating. Um, 
what you're seeing and what, what you're doing. And these are really great examples and sounds like some really exciting companies. Uh, you feel like you're also in the middle of, you know, everything biotech, like, you know, the future is now and you're in the middle of that intersection of the future and biotech and uh, really innovative models where, you know, you, one can go from, you know, a really good well-formed thesis to executing upon it, doing a very low cost model. Um, and so it's super fascinating, probably inspiring to people that might not have thought about doing things in biosciences before, but now they have, you know, kind of almost like one-stop shop, right? Ability to do so, um, pending with the you know right team that they bring to the table and, uh, and obviously their thesis is. Um, I guess along those lines of, of the future, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you see the future unfolding, whether it's in health overall, population health, um, biotech specifically. Um, tell me a little bit about how you see the future happening and, you know, whether it's the next five years, 10 years, or even, you know, 50 years. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And, you know, what I was describing is this idea of enhanced efficacy, right? With these novel tools that are understanding and working with our bodies much, much better. And mm -hmm. also maybe driving productivity. And so definitely uh, with better productivity in the last, in the next five years, we we should see meaningful impacts or we would hope to see meaningful impacts in the healthcare sector. But uh, the, this, this sector is very, very interesting and challenging just because uh, I'm sure you've discussed this at length in your show, uh, healthcare costs keep rising in the US while life expectancy has dropped at the same time. And uh, so founders in the space have to not only find a niche market that is scalable and uh, and you know gives them very good financial returns, but they have to find a product that that will if that will drive network effects uh, in a system that is very fragmented. Mm -hmm. And it's worse, uh, inequality uh, is is on the rise, making distribution very very hard. Right? How, how do you make sure uh, everyone has their genetic uh, profiles mapped out very well? well? So far, we're not doing a very good job at capturing diversity, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as I mentioned in the very beginning of the phone call, it's not just uh, human health, the health of the planet in itself uh, is, is compromised and we're already seeing this link between climate change and healthcare. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's one opportunity area uh, which which I see in the next uh, fifteen to twenty five years, which is going mm -hmm. to be very important. Uh, you know, climate change is definitely top, an existential risk. It's top, It's framed as an existential risk, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is not just mortality, but there, there'll be an onset of morbidity, right? In other right. words, uh, the air we are breathing and uh, our uh, mental health will, will be impacted by by the cross connections so al already the world bank put out a, a study last year which was how climate change is making india's population uh, worker force uh, way less productive right copd mm -hmm. but also little things uh, like you see an incidence of uh, accidents and uh, mental health spikes when temperatures are volatile osha healthcare database has been has been tracking this so there's a lot we can do 
when it comes to climate change and healthcare and making sure people are holistically healthy uh, in respect to the environment they're in. So I see that uh, being a big opportunity area in the next, uh, say, 15 to 20 years. And another uh, space, which two spaces that, that might play out a bit longer is this idea of experiences uh, as medicines, right? Mm. Uh, so as we augment our understanding of the brain and the mechanism of action uh, of different pathways in the brain, we, we are also uh, creating good uh, therapies for, for mental illness, for example, uh, or how when we understand host and microbiome interactions much better, uh, what insights can we draw towards holistic health of, of human beings? Uh, as, as you might know, the microbiome is, is implicated in a wide variety of indications from uh, serotonin to uh, Alzheimer's pathways. So all that is not very well understood uh, just because the tools that we had to understand these incredibly dynamical systems are just coming economical enough to be implemented by industry. So I, I am really excited by how, how we will uncover novel insights and and transform them into into businesses and experiences for, for health in, in the next 25 years. I love it. I love it. Now, it's really exciting, and I've never heard it framed in those types of terms, too. And I'm taking away some, some really interesting nuggets um, here, and I'm sure so are our listeners and so, yeah, no, it's great to see, you know, your background, what you're focused on today. But most importantly, yeah, it's a pretty profound vision that I firmly believe to see happening. And, you know, you're starting to see these glimpses of, of, of how we're ushering in this future. Um, I guess, um, you know, what I would love to do is, you know, my, my only last, well, I want to be sensitive to your time. My, my, my only last question here is more along the lines of, you know, our listeners, you know, if they, if our listeners want to engage with you on social media or reach out directly what would be a good way to do so to continue the conversation with you yeah so uh you know in any bio has uh do find us on eventbrite and why i mentioned that is any bio has open houses and salons all the time mm-hmm. are bringing uh, a wide variety of experts uh from the field of say neuroscience one day uh to uh, urban cities and, and what bio, biotechnology can do for slums. So uh, our, our Eventbrite and, and uh, Meetup page is, is a great place for, for community building. And I'm, I'm really excited uh, to, to meet people through this medium uh, for your show. So that, that'd be great. Thank you. Uh, and also, I, I'm out there on, on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm using that more and more these days. So... <laughs> I, I would welcome any any inbound and, and yeah again thanks for putting putting it yeah. yeah no absolutely no worries I mean this is I think really profound just having you on and you know I you you I think I feel very caught up a little bit in this area where at least I can have some better questions for someone that really knows the space like you I think next time I come across them and so it's it, it's really great to get you know refresh on what's going on in this space um, and. Uh, like I mentioned, it's great to have you, you know, carve out time to do this with me, uh, to share your background. And, uh, this was, this was great having you on. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. 
it's my my pleasure as i said in the beginning you know a big part of my my role here at indibio has been learning from from these really incredible phd's so <laughs> but it's 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 also part of my uh privilege that that i and the responsibility i bear with it to to share these insights from the frontiers of biotechnology with the wider world uh, <laughs> so, yeah, this 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 is a really good opportunity for that thanks Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Pariksha, this was great having you on. Really appreciate it. And to our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. Show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Again, Pariksha, this was great having you on. Thanks, thanks so much. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Thank you.